Welcome to day 22, and we're looking at Acts chapter 22. In Acts 22, we see that Paul was ready to speak in defense of the gospel. He was ready to stand to explain the convictions that he carried he decided to speak to this crowd that had become really rowdy and out of control in their own language. When they heard him speaking to them in their own language, it disarmed them and they became even quieter the Bible records. Paul asserted his background and his credentials, talking about how the highly respected Rabbi Gamaliel had been his teacher, and so he identified Gamaliel as his mentor. And he explained to those people who were very zealous for the teachings of Moses and uh, the Jewish tradition, he explained to them, saying, I, I, like you, have followed our teachings with zeal, which even included me persecuting the Christians, dragging them at the instruction of the, the leading priests, because they would issue these permissions uh, in, in form of letters. And so, like you, Paul says, I've been zealous for our laws and our traditions. But then he describes the miraculous encounter he had with the Lord Jesus Christ. And he goes on to explain the transformation that it, he experienced as a result of that encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. How the Lord himself told him to get up and to go into Damascus. When you look at verse 10. And there he was to be told everything that he was to do. Now here's Paul having an encounter with Jesus. And the Lord instructing him to go into Damascus where he would be told everything that he was supposed to do. The Lord did not himself tell Paul what he was supposed to do, but he instructed Paul saying, you will, you will be told what you are to do. And those instructions did not come from the Lord himself in that particular moment. They came, came through a servant of God called Ananias. One of the questions that is very curious for me is, uh, why does God need a witness? Why does God need a witness? Why does God need you and me? I mean, in my childhood mind, I would think to myself, why doesn't God just kind of... Uh, open the heavens and descend and just tell everybody to say, hey, here I am, I'm God. Isn't that a little bit frustrating? 
that God will reason with human beings and try to rationalize with them and uh, persuade them in order to get them to accept him. I mean, here's Paul who was called to be a witness for Jesus Christ. Somebody who would communicate to people and persuade them of the reality of this living God. I do believe that God leaves the responsibility of communicating the gospel, of sharing the, the good news to us, to the church, such that when we, in order to be effective witnesses, we have to have a real encounter with him. And so as we take a moment to wait on the Lord, it's very important for us to cry out to him and say, Lord, we want to know you for ourselves. Lord, we want to experience you in our lives. We want to experience the reality of your presence so that we can be effective witnesses for you. You know, a witness is somebody who talks about what they have experienced. A witness is somebody who talks about what they have seen. And Paul had an, a powerful encounter with the Lord Jesus where the zeal that he carried was transformed into a zeal for faithfully living out uh, his life for the Lord Jesus Christ. And in his mind, I think Paul was thinking to himself, you know what, you look at the zeal that I've carried for the, for the law of Moses, the way I have persecuted these Christians, surely when I begin to testify about what Jesus has done in my life, people are going to be receptive. But then the Lord appears to him again in verse 17 of Acts 22 and says, uh, he says, leave Jerusalem for people here will not accept your testimony about me. And Paul tries to uh, argue with the Lord and says, you know, Lord, this is who I am. This is what I've gone through. Surely people should accept and receive this. But even with Paul's story, they refused to accept his witness. Does this sound familiar? The hardness of people? It takes me back to the Old Testament. And I'm reminded of one called Pharaoh who was hardened and would not yield even in spite of all the evidence around him regarding how God was at work. In this, this same book of Acts that we've been uh, looking at, there were places the Holy Spirit prevented the apostles from preaching. Then there was earlier in the book of Acts where we saw Stephen standing up to defend himself and this is exactly the place that Paul finds himself several chapters later. Stephen was talking about the Israelites and uh, pointing out how they, they, they stubbornly 
resist the Holy Spirit from one generation to another? Here's the question. Is there a risk that we can be so religious, you and me, as to be violently opposed to the will of God? Maybe not necessarily picking up a spear of rocks to to throw at somebody, but being so adamant in our spirits that we can be resisting the will of God. In Acts 22, verse 22, the crowd was listening intently until the trigger point. Paul claimed that the Lord was to send him to the Gentiles. The Jews disliked that idea. They were proud, they were sectarian, and they were exclusive. Instead of being a light to all people, they felt that they had a special place of privilege. And the mention of Paul being sent to the Gentiles sounded like the worst thing that he could ever say. They blocked off everything else that he has he had been saying. Sometimes we speak to people who are keen to listen as long as we don't say what they do. They don't want to hear. Even the Roman commander could not make out why the crowd was so rowdy and unreasonable. He thought Paul must be hiding something. He reasoned it was time to flog it out of him. Perhaps he would tell the truth. But wait, is it in order for you to flog a Roman citizen without trial? We are children of God, carriers of the gospel of salvation. We are protected divinely and also protected by the laws that govern the physical spaces in which which we live. I pray that today the Lord will help us to be assertive through knowledge and through a complete dependence on Him. That as we go into the marketplace, as we go into the spaces that God has called us, we are armed with knowledge, we are armed with an understanding of His will and His purpose, and we stand our ground knowing that yes, there may be opposition, but God will still give us fruit in spite of the opposition if we stay the course. And so I pray that the Lord will grant us the grace to stay the course, that the Lord will grant us the grace to persevere and to press in and to press on, and that His name alone will be glorified and His purpose will be fulfilled. As all this confusion was going on, in God's mind it was not confusion because His purpose was being fulfilled and we honor the Lord for his grace and faithfulness even today. Amen. Be blessed and continue to be encouraged to press in and to press on. God bless.